1: Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 96 of the Curtain Call Theatre Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make theatre happen. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, other fine podcast streaming services. And if you have a spare 30 seconds, please rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you use. This helps us to be more discoverable to listeners who may have not heard about us yet. And now for this week's podcast. Last week, I was absolutely honored to take part in an industry panel over at our good friends, the Monoboxes speech surgeries. Now, if you haven't been to one of these events, you need to go. They are possibly one of the best opportunities to network in this industry. Um, In a nutshell, these monthly events offer the opportunity to sit in the Monobox studio in Bermondsey, uh, which is uh, on south of the river, uh, share the Monoboxes unique play collection, uh, which is vast, uh, you can attend a Q&A with theater professionals, which is what we did. And uh, show your speech that you've chosen to a director ahead of any impending auditions. And it's all under one roof. And it's all in one day. And uh, it's a Sunday, so it's a weekend. You won't or may not be working. So, you know, if you're looking for an opportunity for some professional development and networking possibilities, this is your place. On this panel, we talk about finding your tribe. And you will find your tribe at a speech surgery. They hold them every month. And I will give you the details of the next one at the end of this episode and on the show notes. So I had the privilege of sharing the platform with Sherelle Skeet, uh, actress and founder of BlackTrust.co.uk and a stablemate of uh, our agency, Olivia Bell. Hi, guys. Um, longtime RSC stalwart, actor Sam Marks and director Zoe Ford, currently associate director for Sam Mendes on the Lehman Trilogy at the National Theatre. Guys, I know I say this, but <clears throat> uh, I felt truly humbled to be among the guests and the attendees of the speech surgery um, who were full of insightful questions. The questions we got from the attendees were magnificent. And the best thing about this was that within two questions, uh, you know, as a group of people, we we started becoming completely open about um issues of self-worth and mental health issues. And you know, those two questions, the two short questions took about a half an hour to address and, and I thought, I just thought I'd let you listen to how the conversation unfolded. Um, I found it fascinating and hopefully you will too. It is absolutely apparent that we in this industry find it very hard to talk about how we are feeling and yet we are expected to bare our souls in front of a camera or an audience on a daily, nightly basis. Um, And yet we keep ourselves to ourselves. I often say that, you know, actors are blessed with a a massive ego and a low self-esteem, and it's trying to marry those two. And I think I may have brought that up in in uh, in this panel. But it's a conundrum, for sure. And hopefully you'll get some insight into how some of us, at least, deal with that kind of emotional pressure. Have a listen. Okay, so this is
2: John. <laughs> and I have to say, like, John Schwab. John to Schwab.
1: Yeah, I, well, I introduced myself as John Schwab. I never introduced myself as John because there are too many Johns. Um, no, I am John Schwab. I'm, I'm an actor. I also direct and produce and um, kind of I started a company called Curtain Call that, that was just started, you know, we published a book, but now we're doing other things. But I, I didn't train. I studied English literature at Durham University and paid overseas fees back in 1993, and I could not afford to study uh, at drama school, so uh, I just, I got an agent my last year, just started working. I thought, you know, if I'm going to learn how to sword fight or stage combat or everything, you know, they'll teach me, um, you know, on, on the job, which is kind of what happened, and uh, I've, you know, been... I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I've had. I just, but I, 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 don't stop. I'm one of these annoying people that try and fill all of their time with something that may or may not further my career, but it makes me happy. So I'm always doing something. I am a master networker. I go out and do things. I, you know, I, I kind of, I, you know, I run seminars on networking and stuff like that. So like, come and talk to me afterwards, and I'll hang around for a while today. But, okay. but um, I kind of, I, I've done it all, really, I suppose. I'm man of many talents.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: So that's kind of it's interesting. It's already in the room is someone that isn't just one thing, mm. and I think that's good to hear very early on. Is that you don't have to just go. Ah, I'm just an actor, and there's nothing yeah. else. And who am I um, if I'm not acting? So there's mm. you know, you've got someone that's kind of doing lots of a variety of things. So you can check out Curtain Call. And we've yeah. got various offers and things and stuff, which I'm sure will come. Bless you, Polly. Bless you. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting that that is also a company that started out. You know, if I'm right in saying, being so bold it's, it started out as taking backstage photographs yeah, so the, the black and white photographs that you probably see all over Twitter of, um, of like productions going on that's Kurt McCall including and
1: then we... some of Mr Marks oh have? yeah,
2: well that leads us on to <laughs> 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 Sever- <Mr>. Sever- <laughs> hello, hello, I'm yes. Sam
3: um, I would say I am just an actor and that's also okay but I do lots of other things that are not involved in the theatre or in terms of acting, I quite like to sort of remove myself in a way and remember that there are other things, um, other things about life that it's also too important to connect to and with. But um, like John, I didn't train. I went to university, went to UCL, and I studied anthropology and left age 21 with an agent that I had got from... The National Youth Theatre, which is how Polly and I know each other, because we were both part young. of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very young. You haven't changed. I'm the same. You haven't You're hatched. old. I'm older than Yeah, so uh, that's sort of my background, and I've mostly been involved in the theatre. It's just sort of the, the way that my career's gone. I've done lots of classical theatre. And I'm trying now, age 31, to try and introduce myself. or reintroduce myself to people who might be involved more on the screen side, uh, which is an interesting process. Mm. So that's where I'm at the
2: moment. You've done a lot of of classical work and Mm. a lot at the the RSE. Yeah. Yeah, so being in Stratford-upon-Avon spending time outside of London working... With a variety of people and actors and lots of different things, but predominantly sort of. Predominantly Shakespeare. Scientists. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, and also, I did a production of Death Thousand, which is how John and I know each other, this is John and Matthew, the photographer from Curtin Cool, came backstage when we were in the West End. We, we did um, sort of quite a short run, 11 week run up in Stratford, and then we, and then we transferred into the Narcow in the West End, and we did about three months there. And it was great to have John and Matt there. Um, just to sort of document what we were doing. It was absolutely extraordinary mm-hmm. and um, really, really wonderful. So, um, yeah, that's really sort of been, been my thing, and I've been at the Globe. I uh, seem to just basically wear tights and, like, kidneys. <laughs> and... Uh, Right. which is wigs. not a problem wigs. Yeah. yeah is that a change Polly from being
0: no we did a
2: production of Shakespeare we did Shakespeare <laughs> oh shit slightly different yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but I played a slacker, and you got to play somebody like, I, was a, I was a soldier yeah Yeah. I was a soldier as well actually
3: you were a brilliant soldier <laughs> I
2: had to put on like camouflage and a large helmet and suddenly be a man um there are the female acting roles in Shakespeare. You? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway,
1: hi, Sherelle. <laughs> hi. I'm Sherelle Skeet.
5: Um, I'm from Birmingham. Um, went to Central. I did train. I went to Central School of Sports. Royal now, isn't it? Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. Um, graduated in 2011. Started in 2002. Yeah, 2008. Sorry. And I did the collaborative device theatre course. Um, it's so interesting, like, for me, I know that I wanted to train. I didn't... I originally wanted to start off um, as... I started off, sorry, as a dancer, to in my own, like, community dance theatre group in Birmingham, and then realised that actually what I was doing was kind of, like, physical theatre. I didn't know what physical theatre was. People were like, oh, you should watch Pina Bausch and all of that stuff, and then um, I was like, OK, I should, I should kind of look into how I can train in this, and then I found... Um, First I auditioned for musical theatre, because I sing as well. It wasn't the right course for me. Didn't know how to audition, didn't get in that year. And the, But whilst... it was great, though, because it was the first time I had the experience of applying for drama school, so um, that was my opportunity to kind of just be in the environment, take in the scene, and also um, to do the uh, CDT workshop, which is part of the... I think they still do that now, which is still part of, like... The, your experience when you go to audition, and that was my first experience of CDT. I didn't know what it was. It like, sounds like some kind of venereal disease. <laughs> 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 so um, I was very much out of the loop, and I think um, you guys, if you're all from London or if you're not, I think really make the most of London. Um, I still try and do that now. You know, it's ten years now since I've been here, on and off, going back and forth. When I've been broke, I've gone back to Birmingham. Um, so, yeah, and then it was through doing the course that I was like, actually, I really just enjoy storytelling as a whole. So I suppose, yeah, I'm an actor. Um, so I'll take that on. Um, I'm the co-founder of Black Trust UK, which is a networking support group for black women um, actors. And we started off as just having a meal we've been going for since last year. And now we're about to... Uh, We've got twenty shows which are gonna be work in progress shows which are gonna be at the Actors Centre, um, which are led by black women and it starts on October the fourth to December the twenty second. Nice. So I'll give you a little plug there. Nice. So yeah, it's just about what we you know, with everything that we're talking about in terms of diversity and representation and inclusivity, there are certain groups that have to be given a platform that are not being given a platform. So a lot of that is down to just being given more opportunities. That's why that that's why we exist. So, um, if you self-identify as a black woman actress, speak to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we also uh, have inclusive events. It's a mixture of workshops, um, which are very much kind of healing workshops in terms of being able to navigate, I suppose, and approaching texts that weren't necessarily written for you in mind, um, both being woman and being black. Um, and also to kind of show our idea of what an industry would look like if it was black women-led, hence why we're doing a takeover of the Actors Centre. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we're getting into lots of spaces and we've had, like, events that have done really well.
4: Um, I don't know what else I yeah, No,
2: that's... Quite, I mean, um, and so, this is really impressive as well because Shirelle and I met doing a show at the National. Yes, we did, yeah. And that was one of your first plays after being in the Lion King or something. Was
5: it no? Was it, it
2: was I did aim, I did the Lion King and, and I did Amy and, and It It's mm-hmm. my second time at the National
5: That's
2: thing. it. Yeah. So and then sit and Sherelle's come on a panel for us before and since she's been on the panel she's started Black dress yeah. So that was like two years ago. But it's quite amazing right. as well that how quickly things can change and escalate and how you can put forward an idea and take it on and be involved in something other mm-hmm. than as well. I
5: think ultimately regardless of how you self-identify I think it's about um, celebrating your intersections mm-hmm. um, just as a whole I feel like what I feel like drama school does is that it can kind of sometimes strip back those um, those if you don't have if you're not aware of it you can feel like you have to fit into a mold that actually doesn't exist. And after leaving drama school, I would say for me, it was about me finding my, and celebrating my intersections. So like I said, I'm from Birmingham. I didn't say also I'm of West Indian background. So my mum is, um, my mum is Jamaican, my dad is uh, Vincentian, which is a tiny island next to like St. Lucia. So I'm West Indian, and I'm really proud of that part of my, my heritage and my culture, because it means that I also can bring that up in an audition room, you know, mm. I'm also queer. So I can bring that up in an audition room, or I can relate that to a character or, you know, it's, it's about kind of celebrating whoever you are, all of your experiences, you're bringing that with you um, and it's something to celebrate, your difference is actually something that's really beautiful and it makes you really individual as an artist and you shouldn't take that away
3: or feel as though you've got to, you know, you've got to be doing <laughs> it. Yeah. Loads of food for
2: brought there and then th- that will fire up some questions I'm sure to start thinking as well, hearing these bold statements of, um, at the beginning of the session and then on the end we've got I'm going to say it because I'm excited Zoe Ford Burnett <laughs> <laughs> she just got married oh, <laughs> thank you like still
0: my biggest achievement Um <laughs> <Keeping> a man <laughs> um, hi uh, Polly and I went to university together in Edinburgh I was studying English what were you studying again? History of art it mm-hmm. every day mate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spell. like I don't know how I got my degree. So we met there because I wanted to be um, a musical theatre actor. I was rubbish but Polly was nice enough to put me in her plays that she was directing. So And Polly also wrote me a reference letter to get into drama school which was really kind of her. Um, So I went um, left uni and then went and studied to be an actor and uh, one day in class we got given the got given the task of creating a piece I had never even thought about it before, I was like how do you create a piece of theatre, I don't know what that is, so then I just wrote this little scene um, and that was kind of okay and then uh, and then we had to stage it and when it got to the staging bit I was like oh directing's fun <laughs> really fun, I get to be in control of everyone and tell stories, that's nice so um uh I decided I wanted to start a theatre company, um, um, and we went to the pub one night. And I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and put on a play. Does anyone want to be in a play with me?" Um, and I cast myself as the lead part, <laughs> 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 yes, um, which was which was interesting. So I directed it, cast myself as the lead part it all happened. Anyway, um, I did the theatre company for a couple of years and mostly did uh, classics because they're free. Um, Playwrights are really difficult to afford when you have a French theatre company. Um, The first play that I fully directed on my own, that I I, I wasn't in when I really stepped back, um, was Titus Andronicus. Um, And I did it with a cast of Uh, 15 massive guys um, and two women and we can get into how bad that is later (laughs) Um, all standing and the the dressing room was like a toilet cubicle and they all had to stand with their hands in the air so they could fit in the backstage area so that was the first kind of and it was really fun and it did really well and then I just kept kind of directing and producing work um, and it got to a stage where I realised that I couldn't it couldn't get any bigger. I, d- I couldn't get money. Like th- This is a problem that I'm sure we'll get into about putting on your own work, how difficult it is to find funds. Um, so I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll just go and assistant direct at big theatres. So I applied for the resident assistant director position at the Donmar um, and got that and then have been kind of assisting and then now um, associate director to Sam Mendes at the National and Polly's working on that project as well. So I don't actually know what I've just said. I feel like I just did that was like a did, therapy did, session. It did really, uh, great. Yeah. really <laughs> great. I think <laughs> I should just go. <laughs> <on now. laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But it's i mean that, that I mean that expresses how rare it is to actually be talking about where you where you've come from and what you're doing, and sometimes it is really helpful to actually work like speak that out loud to sort of remind yourself you're doing okay, like you've <laughs> ma- you've made some sort of impact somewhere, even if it's just for your own story. That's
0: uh, that's it's actually probably really interesting because what you just said as well is that we don't talk about ourselves very much. We don't share. Our experiences. So this is really great yeah. to kind of sit and be like, mm-hmm. Oh you did this, I did that. That's okay, cool.
2: Yeah. And I think that's that's why these sessions are so helpful because you get to mm-hmm. to do that with everybody. Yeah. So yeah, don't be ashamed of that feeling <laughs> of like <"Bleh," laughs> because actually that. that's where the most fruit comes from, I yeah. think. Um so across the board we've got, you know, actors, producers, makers and directors and people with lots and lots of different experiences. So hopefully that's already started ticking your brain's going. So you have to ask questions in the thing called a Q&A. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. if you have any, if anyone's got anything that wants to be bold and start things off, go for it. Um, yes. Yes. yes.
0: For sure.
2: She's got for that one sure. out. She's, She's like, so right, sure. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> 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 okay. uh, so it's definitely going to be a teacher
4: because you are a black actress. So I've heard before, right, from certain people and I know it's not the same for everyone and I don't think that there is some, like, blackness. Mm-hmm. There's not, like, you just, you just have... Like, I'm black, that's it. It's not... It, I, I can't buy it. Mm-hmm. I can't give it to you. Mm-hmm. You can't take it from me. However, some people feel like they go to drama school and they lose that blackness or, like, that rawness I and I feel like... That's something I I was really, really scared about, along with other things. But, like, how did you feel about going to drama school, especially because, I mean, when you we went, I doubt that there was a lot of black people in your year. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Because it is a bit different when you aren't when you aren't around people that mm-hmm. like you. I know what you're saying. Do you get me? Yeah,
3: I know what you're
5: saying. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <laughs> for me, it's like I say, I'm from Birmingham. So, what I really acknowledged very quickly, obviously, the fact that I was in a new environment and also I was in a new city, just lots of new things. And I would say that it also exposed, also, it really exposed my working classness as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like, oh, my gosh, everyone's really Mm posh (laughs) here. So, and that's fine, like, just so many differences... Um I think what it made me realize is that I would say to anyone, make sure that you define yourself for for yourself, and that is a really empowering thing. You realize how important that is, like I say, when you go into an environment and you're of a minority or that you um you feel as though that just everything about you just screams like you're, you 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 feel as though that you don't belong there, yeah. So I would also say that you cultivate, and that's how Blacktra started, you cultivate an environment and a tribe and a community and a network for yourself. Be that people from back home, your, your friends that are kind of doing normal nine-to-five jobs and you just want to kind of not talk about creative stuff, you just want to do kind of mundane shit, that's cool. Or as well as kind of having your creative circle. Like, are you are you applying for drama schools at the moment? Um, I'm going to apply.
4: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I haven't decided whether I'm actually going to go but I'll apply and I'll consider it. Yeah. I
5: well, I would just say, like, um,
4: are you, do you come through National Youth Theatre? Or? Uh, it's actually talking about this. Yeah. yeah. i done National Youth Theatre, but I've done it really young, mm. and when I've done it, there was no black people, and mm-hmm. the black people that were there, they didn't hang around with black people. They were from really white, white areas. Mm-hmm. So I'd be, like, going up to... <laughs> I'd go up to them, like, yo, what are you saying? And they'd be, like... Sorry, what? Like, no, I don't. And like, that's when I was like, wow, I'm so alone. And I think that Mm. kind of shut me off from the world of black actresses Mm. because I was like, no, none of you like me. None of
5: you, no well, one's from M's. Well, oh, yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say in terms of how we define, obviously, we're talking about some specifically like blackness here, but in terms of how we define race, I always feel like when we talk about blackness and race, we always see ourselves as being one thing, yeah, and actually we're a multifaceted, no, of course, do you know what I'm, you know I what I'm saying, agree with that. so like it's like, I mean. I know at black dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll say that just because we're in, well, at the moment on our mailing list, there's about like 200 women there, yeah. and there are going to be lots of other young people that are going to be thinking, considering drama school yeah, yeah. or have kind of thought about it and thought, actually, it's not for me. I'm going to go down the route and just try and find it, you know, put my, give myself a platform and get an agent. Yeah. I'll just say, keep being, being creative, ultimately, regardless of race or whatever, you'll find your tribe. Mm-hmm. So you write in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so write you know, connect to, like, there's lots of pockets, like at the Lyric, and, mm. um, you know, there's lots of different... It's a re- you, You're in London, there's so many things happening that you yeah. can kind of tap into. The Albany Theatre, you know... Go, you know monologue slam there's lo- yeah. there's lots of things that are happening you've got monobox here yeah. and going to like workshops and speaking about your experiences because it'll be that person that's like oh really quiet in the room and that's why I'd say this is how I define myself because before I was really embarrassed about oh to talk about my blackness or to talk about my queerness or to talk about all these things that like maybe the majority of people in the room wouldn't, wouldn't really talk about it. It made people feel uncomfortable.
4: Yeah.
5: But the more that all of us talk about our experiences, the more it's just going to be like, OK, well, that person's just
4: different, like, it's cool. Do you think it's like... How do I say this? How do I ask this? You know how people just, like, don't speak about mental health? Mm-hmm. And they just don't say bare stuff that's on their mind? Right. Do you think that that's what it's like with everyone's experiences? And then, like... It's like we have this wall of, ah, yeah, fine, <laughs> great. Oh my god, yeah. Not, I'll I just had a really shit audition and I hate myself. Oh my god, I feel yeah. like dying. Kind of thing. But you just said, said it. Yeah. 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 I think all of and us, like all everyone, of us are up here, going. Everyone's in the So that that crosses all of the boundaries,
2: yeah. Yeah. and that is ultimately the thing that means that any of these like pockets and. Like boxes that you feel like you're put into, or are thinking about being in, mm-hmm. are eradicated. Yeah. I
1: used that phrase. It's all good. Like my my wife hated me saying it, and I'm gonna tell you, it near it it drove me insane. Because yeah. I was saying it's all good, it's all good, it's all good. And I've, I've had mental health problems, so I don't mind kind of going, yeah. I, like, it's, it's stuff. And so that all that did was saying it's all good. When I was lying to myself and everybody else around me, was put another layer of bricks yeah. on the wall. So you, when you talked about that wall, it's all good. Gets, it gets higher and higher. And then at some point you look at it and go, fuck, it's not good at all. Yeah. I've got a hell
2: of a, a wall to climb. So. Yeah, very yeah. hard. But I think that is something that we, we hear and have exploded quite a lot at the Monobox is um, mental health uh, for actors and, and for people in theatre. And it's because from what you've said, which I think everyone probably can extract from, is that feeling of loneliness mm-hmm. or, or feeling like you're the only person that's feeling like that. And that if you say that you're not having a good time, your experience isn't as valid. Yeah. yeah. Or you're ringing
4: the room down. That's yeah. 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 That one's the <laughs> 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 like, fucking like, Oh my god I wanna tell you about what actually happened today. How was your day? So it was great. So the train you know what it's like. Yeah. But it's like how do you like how can you be honest about stuff like that when you know deep inside that like you could be bringing the
3: room to such a shit level. Mm. I think sometimes you just got to fuck the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, a, it's about... It's a, the one thing that brings us all here together, there's a, there's a common denominator here between all of us that transcends age and race and gender, sexuality, is that we all are really passionate about something. Mm. And uh, I think that's always really important to remember and really wonderful to share with people. Um, and just... Uh, this might put things into perspective but I haven't worked as an actor since December last year I just did something this weekend that's the first time I've worked in nearly a year mm. and I had a really, really good purple patch I was working for sort of four years solidly with the Royal Shakespeare Company and at the Globe and I just thought, wow, this is great yeah. and, uh, I'm, I'm unstoppable nee. <laughs> Right, and yeah, then yeah. it's all like <laughs> crashing down yeah. and you know it's two months down you're like oh it's okay it's only been two months yes. I like it's coming it's coming and then it's six months and then it's ten months and then it's nearly a year and you're like wow and it's hard it's really hard and the thing is, is that you've got to talk about that stuff you have to have an outlet for it because we're creative people mm. if you don't talk about it if you don't let your creativity out it just gets toxic yeah. and it just kind of manifests itself as a resentment and it can really really affect your mental health so I think like talk about it mm. yeah. and if it's hard to find people who you feel can relate to you, maybe, like, if you like writing, maybe try and write it down. I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, co- um, coherent, cohesive sentences, and it certainly doesn't have to kind of have... You don't have to have an idea about it becoming a piece of art or a piece of work that you might develop. It's just for you, just for yourself and for your, for your mental health, mm-hmm. which I think is really, really important. Yeah.
0: Um, I think as well, I think um, an experience that I had at the weekend... I've been noticing that one of my friends—he was in—he um, was in the movie, and he's going to comic cons all the time. He's not acted for two years, and I was looking at him when we were out the other day, and I was like, "He ain't right." And I kept asking him, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I had to really—I love him very much, and I think it was a bit nasty, but I—I I just was like, "Fucking tell me what's wrong with you." And I had to really push him, and when I did. He just broke down and cried and cried and felt like he felt like a failure, um, that he didn't understand, that he wasn't making the best of his life, that he was broke. But the thing was, is that he woke up the next day and he felt free. It wasn't a secret. And I think that was tied up in, you know, lots of issues of masculinity and how sure. men are supposed to, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's difficult and I think... I realize that I need to push myself to ask the question of other people. Yeah. Because um,
1: it's scary too, because you're like, you don't want to be like, I think you're suffering. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Think it's because the drunk people were labeled as being dramatic. If you want to really piss me off, it's like, oh God, so dramatic. i like, oh, okay. Take a step back, breathe, count to yeah. 10, yeah. say a prayer, do something. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's so, um yeah you know, i think that, i think that you know what it's it, um, uh, if if you feel like you know there's a room full of people here who have heard this entire discussion they're all going to they're all going to identify in some way with you. Mm. Like so, mm. so say something and talk. You do. Like I, I love the the phrase "find your tribe." I'm constantly telling my kids, "find your tribe." If they if people don't get you, they're not in your tribe.
2: Yeah. Go
1: find your tribe, and they, and you build your tribe. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, I think there's also something there about the, the whole act of acting is sort of it or it has been taken as pleasing people mm. of of entertaining and pleasing yes. other human beings yes. and. I mean, I had it earlier this year, back when I was working with Zoe. That I, I was working on two productions at the same time. And I work as a movement director, so my whole job is to encourage people to be free, free. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, come <laughs> like, like, on, everyone is free. Everyone's rolling around on the floor. Everyone's having a lovely time. Um, meanwhile, I my jaw got stuck, and which sounds ridiculous, but my jaw actually clamped mm. shut. And I couldn't open it. And I had to go to hospital. And they ended up having to dislocate my jaw to open my mouth. And I was like, why did this happen? Uh, what's happened to my body? Because <laughs> we only care about our bodies when they go wrong. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I, you know, there must be something wrong with my face. And they were like, mm, it might be something else. It might be a psychosomatic thing. Mm. And I sort of looked at the experiences that I was going through at that time. And I was constantly going... "Yeah." and squashing down what I had to say, whilst at the same time not acknowledging how much work I had to do for the monobox, not acknowledging that I had bills to pay, not acknowledging that I forgot to pay my credit card bill, not like, all of the things, not acknowledging that I was stressed out about somebody's wedding, like, all of this stuff. I just wasn't talking about it, and it affected, it affected me. And I think what, what we're hearing here is that actually it's you're the person that has to rely on you. It's not really about pleasing anybody else. And there is something, especially when you're at the start of your career, where it's about this. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly going like that. Mm. And that's quite an excruciating place to be if no one else is going.
4: Yeah. I actually want that. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Like, look at what I've got. Yeah. 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 So And I, I speak about being a movement director as yeah. I'm constantly doing this. Mm. I'm going, come in, come <laughs> in. You're fantastic. La, 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 Here's my love. Here's my love. And then I'm on the bus home. Mm. And ain't nobody squeezing me and going, you did really good today. <laughs> yeah? Even though I try, you know. Yeah. Like, I speak to strangers on the bus. I'm like, are oh, you? <laughs> Just to see if they ask me back and then I get something back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the crazy lady on the bus. But I, I, I've had to learn how to speak about this stuff. Because it's very easy to, think, to look at everybody else and think that they're doing okay because they're doing things. Mm-hmm. And... God forbid! I'm so sorry that you're you're so young, all of you, because you have to deal with it in this world as well. And I try and age myself and stay away from it now because it's painful. But if you know yourself, if you know what you're doing, and can be proud and talk about what you're doing, mm-hmm. then all of the other stuff isn't going to affect you as much. Um, yes, yeah, so that sort of mm-hmm. feels like so There's
1: you know there's a really good. You know, so you know, you know the grass is greener. The reason why the grass is greener is because you haven't watered your own lawn. Like if you keep your side of the street clean, you know, you're, you'll be all right. You know, but you, you know, you, you just have to. Your, your grass is I mean, it could be brown and dead. But you're going look at all this and this all those flowers and wildflowers. So and all, all of a sudden, everything you've got around you is dying it's because. Just pay attention to you, like you say, and, and uh, everything else will happen. Water well, your lawn. Water your lawn. <laughs> G- garden, <laughs> whatever it's called.
5: Has <laughs> anyone heard of The Artist Way? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think that book is incredible. I'd encourage you to read that book, yeah. actually. It's really, really good because yeah. it's a 12 week workbook that you can work through, like in and out, and it basically it teaches you to just look after your artist self. I use the term artist because we're all creative. Mm-hmm. So whether you're just an actor or you're writing or directing or whatever, we're in the business of storytelling um, and we're in it because we're making money from it but ultimately you would do it anyway you know, you just do it anyway and ultimately it's about unlocking and unblocking certain things and the, what, it's not necessarily to make you a better writer, it might make you a better writer but what one of the things that she encourages you to do first of all when you wake up is to do the um, to write three pages of just a stream of food. even if you, it whatever is on your brain you just write it, if it's your shopping list, if it's, you know, you had a bad dream, if you had whatever, you just write it and it's three pages straight, but I encourage that by, by Julia Cameron, it came out in like the 80s. Um, yeah, family. I don't know anyone
0: who's done that book that isn't like, this is the best thing. that It's life
5: changing, it's such a brilliant, brilliant book and like, you can take yourself out on an artist date, and just that thing of being in your own company, but not
0: feeling alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I yeah, a date? Yeah, <laughs> I have a done it, but what's that? That's yeah, like, great
5: the day is literally like, okay, so you might be like, okay, so on Monday, at midday, I'm taking Shirelle out.
4: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Shirelle, we're going out,
5: we're going to take a long walk along the reservoir, I'm going to bring my camera, I might flipping pick some fucking daisies, and I'm going to press them in a, in a journal, because I'm going to treat myself and go to the flipping pound shop and get a new book. And then I'm going to stick them, and then I'm going to write a poem. That's what I'm going to do. And it's just going to be an afternoon with me. That's it. Or it might be, I'm going to take Sherelle out. I took Sherelle out once uh, on an artist <laughs> date, and we went and watched Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I'd watched Star Wars. And I was like, okay, I appreciate it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just That's Star Wars. Let's <laughs> respect. Um, so not ride or die for Star Wars (laughs) but um, John Wayne was great cool Um, (laughs) but um, but it was great just it was it was thinking space and kind of like me just reconnecting with nature and just Not doing things because sometimes I I realized I got into the habit of only being creative and only working on text when I was auditioning for something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I enjoyed the process. And even like even auditioning for a job, it's like, okay, no, this isn't healthy. I'm doing it in order, like you say, to please other people Mm -hmm. to get the job. You know, we're so obsessed with the finished product. And actually, how do you improve on your creativity? It's the process, Mm
4: -hmm. you know.
5: Allowing yourself, going into spaces, safe spaces like this, like today, where you can practice process, where you can just be in process, you know, where you can, oh, let me try this and let me experiment with this and so when I do go into the audition room it's not the, the the tension is uh, I've I realized that when I'm going into a, an audition like I, I booked a job and it was um last minute gig I uh, found out on the day I had to go in for Nina Gold casting I was like oh flipping meat market there was like <laughs> 50 people in a room I was like I'm definitely not getting this I'll make sure I've got to get out because I've got my you know I've got a vocal call at 6 30 I was like sitting there I was like, oh, forty minutes over. Two days later, I booked the job. I was like, oh, that's so interesting, because I was more interested in going to my my warm-up than actually even being in the room, Mm. which is so funny, because I realised that I went in there and I was so relaxed.
0: Mm -hmm. my
5: focus wasn't getting the job my focus was just like I'm just going to enjoy this I'm going to show them meet them okay bye love I've actually got to go to do fun home now so bye (laughs) do you know my focus wasn't I've got to get the job you know because
2: ultimately people can smell that can't they yeah the desperation it is a
1: terrible smell yeah
2: (laughs) smell it for miles yeah
3: you know I've had some They 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 really can. I I had a a patch this year where I just I didn't have any auditions, so I wasn't even in a position to feel like I could be creative and get an opportunity. So I thought, what am I going to? I've got to do something else. There's got to be something else that will resonate with me and that I can find that I'm passionate about. So um, I started making things. Um, So I do a lot of woodworking and I I make tables and um, I'm now getting commissions to make. Tables, Holy shit, that's which cool. is <laughs> so, like, I'm a so we just got married. <laughs> yeah, you know, might be getting a house. So, <laughs> might need a table. You we know, <laughs> have a great dining room table. <laughs> Beautiful and <hairpin> legs. <laughs> um, so that's something that I do, which has been amazing because it's really creative and making things with my hands and using my hands, mm. which is uh, such a wonderful way to channel my creativity mm. uh, into something else. And it's just amazing because, like as actors, like you're saying, like the process, you start, you think you kind of start. When you get the job, or like maybe even with the audition, you get the job, and then it's kind of like a big journey you go through the rehearsal process, everything you go through together as a company, and then it ends. So making something, you have a plan in your head of what you want to make. You go back you buy the stuff, you get all your tools, you start making it, and you finish it, and you make it, and you think, well, hang on, maybe I can do that a bit differently next time, or maybe I can improve on that. And uh, it's just been a really, really wonderful thing for me to do, and it's kind of been a bit of my salvation. And um, I also do a lot of photography and I shoot on film which is again a really creative process mm-hmm. because uh, I obviously can't see what I'm taking first of mm-hmm. so I process the films myself the black and white films and um, it's just a really really wonderful thing to sort of see something start and then finish it and it be something that I can work on on myself I'm not relying on anyone else I'm not relying on a mm-hmm. director giving me a job or an executive producer in America going oh, he's the guy <laughs> you know it's me it's mine it's my stuff uh, and no one else really has an influence on it. Of course, like it can be quite hard if you don't have the money to be able to do those things. But find something that's mm. cheap that you can make. You know, whatever it is, draw or paint, or even if you're shit, you might get really good. Uh, but if you're really bad, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. just really good to do. It all yeah.
2: sort of makes me think about um, this idea of, of criticism as well, because you, you just said there of um, it's something that I can do for myself, and I'm not relying on anybody else. Mm. Something about your the, the inner critic that going back to what we were just talking about mm. before about the, the judgment that you make on on whether you're doing well or not. And yeah. most likely, if I was to say, "Are you guys doing well right now?" to yourselves, like just even if you answer in your head, most of you, I'm going to say, will go. Yeah, I
3: mean
2: yeah. No, it oh, no, no. I'm not really. Yeah. Would be there rather than like I'm I'm good. Nailing it. Yeah, nailing it. Because if you're that, that <clears throat> in a that actually does stop you from taking mm. the photograph or building the table or you know, starting the company or whatever, mm. that you won't yeah. you won't do it well enough because that's what you're kind of used to, or that's what you've been programmed to think. Mm.
1: Sam Marks, Sherelle Skeet, Zoe Ford Burnett, and myself at September Speech Surgery, hosted by The monobox and curated by The monobox's wonderful Polly Bennett. Now, before we wrap up, if you are a theater professional, you need to head on over to curtaincallonline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account make up a cool password, away you go. Uh, Follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Curtain Call. That's all one word. Let everyone know about us. If you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast, get in touch with us via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com It just leaves me to say a big old thank you to Polly and Joan and everyone at the Mono Box, and to Zoe Ford Burnett, Cheryl Skeet, and Sam Marks for being so freaking awesome, guys. Uh, you can see the panel's Curtain Call profiles at curtaincallonline.com You can follow Sherelle's new Black Triss Adventures on Twitter at blackdress underscore uk and also at blackdress.co.uk the website if you fancy speed surgery and believe me you do head over to the monobox i nearly said head over to curtain call no head on over to mono the monobox.co.uk and book your place on the next one Uh, and it's not just speed surgeries over the the monobox there are a ton i mean a ton of workshops to help you develop both your career and your network so what are you waiting for Anyway, guys, that's about it. So uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast. And I will catch you all next week. Bye.